What is up, Uncommon People? Welcome to another episode of Be Uncommon. I am your host, Caleb Fossum, back with another solo cast. Just me by myself today, solo cast. Um, but this one's inspired by a pretty cool, pretty cool, uh, you know, meeting last night, I guess you could say. I'm going to go into detail about what it is, but it's inspired by a meeting from last night. I'm recording this on a Wednesday, but when I first moved to Texas, I moved to Austin, Texas about four months ago from when you're listening to this, and there is two people that told me about this group, this group of men. It's a gathering of men, and you know, at first they're like, oh, they work out every Thursday at 8.30 at the park, and I was like, cool. They're like, it's a little bit more than a workout. It's you know these these men they lead them and you know they're very they're very wise men they're all pretty high level coaches in different fields you know movement meditations breath work um, psychology relationships like they all have their own niche um, and their own businesses their own courses they're all high, high level coaches that started this movement in their garage they started just working out and talking and uh, <clears throat> thought about how many other men would would really benefit from this and again. It's a workout. It's a bodyweight workout at the park. It's at Zilker Park, which is an amazing park. It's gorgeous. It's it's outdoor. There's obviously it's outdoor. It's a park, and there's there's a ton of dogs everywhere. There's people. The energy is just incredible. Um, I really really appreciate working out there. I love it. First of all, I love being outdoors. I love nature, and I love working out in nature. And then I love being surrounded by tribe, a group of like-minded individuals. And for me, the workouts have been really cool because it's it's been a team. A consistent team thing that I've been missing, I guess you could say, since uh, I've hung up my cleats and and kind of left the sports world. It's a uh, it's a team again, and it's like you have a partner that you kind of go with each day that you don't really know that you learn more about. You learn more about yourself. You're pushing yourself, and for me, I work out all the time by myself, but it's hard for me to push myself, especially when I've been an athlete for so long. And you know, I used to push myself because I had to get prepared for a game or I had to get prepared for a season. I had these goals, and I don't necessarily have any goals physically right now than to just be in good shape and be healthy, right? So I don't want to push my, I don't need to like push myself, right? But I'm all about doing hard shit. And I guess for me physically working out, um, I feel like I've gone down that road of doing hard shit, if that makes sense. Like I've done some hard shit, so I'm kind of looking for something else. And this is kind of that something else that's helped me. You know, and I'm also looking for other hobbies to get back into. Like I definitely want to get back into jujitsu. Definitely want to start, I'm not about necessarily competing, but just working at that and a couple of different other things like rock climbing and something that's been popping up for me. Some new hobbies to that are challenging, new, something that I can learn and build on, you know, because I feel like fitness I and mean, you can always get better, right? But I also feel like I've been doing fitness and kind of athletics my whole life. I'm looking for something new um, to perfect that craft. So this workouts, uh, these workouts are really cool. They're just body weight, but I'm so fucking sore after all these workouts. It's pretty insane because it's funny you think about like, oh, I should be fine. We're just doing like push-ups and squats. But there's something about being outside and pushing yourself and staying on cue. And um, it's just, it's really, really good shit. So it always pushes me. And then we also always have topic of conversation where the coaches always seem to touch on something that I've been thinking about or that I feel like I'm going through. And, you know, you don't need to come in there thinking like, oh, I'm going through so much shit. I'm struggling. Like, no, it's a place for you to just to be open and vulnerable and also take other people's perspective in, which I really, really enjoy. I really enjoy sitting and listening to the other members, the other men, their stories, their life stories of where they've came from, what they've had to overcome and their perseverance. And perseverance is really a common a common thing among all the men I feel like that I've been surrounding myself lately is they all have stories of perseverance or courage or doing uncommon things, right? We talk about being uncommon. And so it's incredible to be around men like that and high level coaches that push you 
not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. And I always meet really cool people. It's a great way to get out and network and meet cool people and just connect, man. And and the thing, Luke had a really, really good statement. He said, Austin's very collaborative. Like everybody here wants to collaborate. In other states, it's competitive. Everybody's competing against each other. Austin is 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 collaboration. Everybody's collaborating. Everybody's trying to trying to help each other out. And everybody's trying to help each other get to the top. The, the real definition of let's grow together. And that's really how I feel in these men's groups or when I'm out in the street meeting people. There's always some type of connection and how can we help each other? It's amazing. I love this place. So anyway, they have the Empowered Brotherhood. You can follow them on Instagram. <clears throat> they post amazing things. All the coaches are on there. Um, they work out every Thursday, 8.30 in the morning. Amazing. Another part of the, the Brotherhood and the workouts are free, which is awesome. They're literally just just using their time. These high-level coaches are taking time out of their day, away from their families, away from their businesses for free to give time to the community to help inspire, motivate, and and help other men. And it's incredible because they don't have to do that. They don't have to show up. They have other things they could be doing with their time, but they choose to help give back and serve. And so it's really, really inspiring. Um, and I love being there. I love learning. Another part of the brotherhood is on Tuesdays, we have a men's circle. And, you know, it's funny because back in the day, if you would have told me that I would have been going to men's circles, I would have been like, why the fuck do I need to go to a men's circle? Like, I'm fine, you know, and um, I don't need that. <clears throat> but the truth is, even when you don't think you need it, you need it. Like, I don't, that's, like yesterday, uh, so they have a men's circle, um, which is pretty cool because we meet at Onnit, the Onnit headquarters in Austin, Texas, which I've been a huge fan of Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan, um, big supporters of them, their podcasts, the things they stand for. I just, I really enjoy listening to them and, and the things that they do. And so it's cool to see on it and go to on it and you see the headquarters and you see Aubrey Marcus's office and then you see this big picture of, of, of Joe Rogan swinging a kettlebell. It's just badass. It's cool. It's shit that I, uh, I've always wanted to, to see and I'm in the room with a group of men um, connecting and it's fucking awesome. So we're at on it. We get in these men's circles and there's different topics every night. It's funny because yesterday, you know, going in with my boy Jesse is who I usually go with and um, I felt very good, very open. It wasn't like I was going because I was going through something. I, I'm pretty much in this phase, which I talked to my boy Jesse about. Um, <clears throat> I'm in this phase of observing. I'm in this phase of gaining information, gaining insight, earning perspective. I've been, you know, I'm talking right now, I'm podcasting, but I've been throughout the moments of my life these last couple months, learning, observing, active listening, just really trying to learn as much as I can. I feel like I'm at that point in my life right now where these next couple years, I just want to take in as much information as I possibly can. That's kind of the season I'm in. It's just this learning phase, right? And there's obviously different seasons, obviously, throughout our life and characters. But right now, I'm in this really, really big learning stage. So when I'm going in, I'm going in open-minded and just open to experiencing whatever happens and, and learning. I'm not necessarily going through anything where I'm like, oh, I need to talk about this. I'm just very, very open, right, to what comes up. So <clears throat> Coach Samson and Coach Vladimir led this, led this group last night. In the very beginning, Samson talks about how it's going to be a light day. And right away, athlete, right, we think light meaning like, oh, easy, easy, not intense. That's not necessarily true. I think light and heavy obviously have different meanings, right, depending on the context. But in this context, it didn't mean less intense and it didn't mean easy. I think it meant more mood. I think it was a little lighter in the mood sense, um, for some people, right? Cause I mean, it's all perspective and it's all based on your experiences, right? Cause some people, I think it got really deep and really heavy for them based on this topic. And the topic was celebration, really, really weird relationships with celebration, right? 
And it's pretty crazy. Think about this. For you guys listening, think about your relationship with celebration. What does celebration mean to you? What do you think of? What are memories that pop up when you think of the word celebrate or a celebration, having a celebration, right? I know a lot of families that get together and celebrate almost everything, every little holiday. And, you know, we did that a lot in my family. We always meet. We always have these little holidays at each other's houses. We have these routines, these traditions of celebration. But also think about yourself. How do you celebrate yourself? How do you show up when someone celebrates you? Do you like the feeling of being celebrated? Do you not like the attention? Do you feel weird when people talk about you or acknowledge your accomplishments and celebrate you to a group of people? Um, your birthdays, that was another trigger for people that Samson brought up was, how do you feel on your birthday? You know, a lot of people, including myself, like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to do anything on my birthday. Like, no, that's a day for you to be celebrated. Your birth, that's a fucking win. You're alive, you know? And so... The whole concept of the night was pretty much about learning how to celebrate yourself, even the little wins. So many of us don't take time to celebrate the little wins, the little things that compound daily that add up to the big things. So many of us are waiting to celebrate the big thing, that big promotion, that big interview, that big client we landed, that big gig we got. Like Celebrate the little things that lead up to that. You woke up that morning. That's a fucking win. You sent that email, that's a win. You made that connection, that's a win. You feel great, that's a win. You walked your dog, that's a win, right? Like these little things, these little moments of gratitude, but celebration, I think, was a really, really cool way to put it. You know, they kind of go hand in hand, celebration, gratitude, joyful, like just being in this in this state of positive vibrations and abundance of like, I'm just celebrating life every single moment because it's a miracle. It's a fucking miracle, right? So really, really cool. And one of the first prompts of the night, we broke up into triads and um, shared shared our experiences of these prompts. And the first prompt was, what's the earliest moment you have, you know, as a child or younger, or the earliest moment that you can think of that you were happy, that you were celebrating, that, that you were just, just a happy ass moment, right? And for me, being an athlete since I was five years old up until I was 24, you know, training, competing, you know, there's been a lot of really, really cool moments that um, stick out to me sports-wise. But, you know, I'm at this part of my life where I'm, I'm just trying to move on. And so even when he brought up the word celebrate, you know, what resonates with me with celebration is I felt like I can only be celebrated if I was playing football. I felt like I could only be celebrated if I was on the field doing something good. I felt like that was the only time that I was worthy of being celebrated if I was on the field doing something good. That was my whole identity. I felt like I had nothing to bring to this world outside of sports if I wasn't on the field impacting some, if I wasn't impacting the game or impacting the team on the field. I felt like it was worthless. Like nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody cares about me if I'm not an athlete. And that was a hard thing to to overcome. And I went through a kind of a year and a half, two years of that process of shedding that old character of needing needing that external validation from sports, needing to be celebrated because of what I did on the field, right? So when we talked about being a little kid, the moments that came up were sports. And then when I dug deeper a little bit inside, what popped up for me was uh, the Nutcracker, the school play, the Nutcracker in fourth grade. I auditioned for the school play, The Nutcracker. I auditioned for the lead role of The Nutcracker. When I went to the audition, you know, it's just me and the teachers that are, you know, uh, casting the the uh, uh, the play. I go in there <clears throat> as a fourth grader. So I go in there as a fourth grader and the teachers tell me, 
it's it's a role that's only for sixth graders. You know, only sixth graders can get casted for this role. It's a it's a lead role. And I was like, well, I only studied the Nutcracker role. Can I just audition for the Nutcracker and you guys place me wherever, you know, you feel? And I I, I remember saying that it was more like, well, I this is the only thing I studied. Can I just can I just do this? And I remember I I killed the audition. I did a really really good job. That's always been a thing of me acting, playing characters, making people laugh. Um, not necessarily like I want to be a comedian or anything, but I enjoy that positive energy. I really enjoy making people laugh, making people feel good when I'm around them. I want to bring that life into the room. So um, I killed my audition. I memorized all my lines. I've always been really, really good at that uh, when it comes to music lines or movie quotes or any type of memorization when it comes to things like that. I've been really good at it. So um, I smashed the audition. It was awesome. And then I got the lead role as the Nutcracker as a fourth grader. And why this? Why these moment? This this moment was so special. I guess from the audition, I mean, even before the audition, just leading up and working on this, right, memorizing this role and, and really putting the effort into memorize this role, and getting to a place where I actually get the role, and after getting the role, going through the process of preparing for the play, right? You go through all these rehearsals, and I remember we'd go over to to Mrs. Heeb's house. Yep, uh, Mrs. Heeb. I don't, obviously, I don't know if she's listening, but. Um, we'd go over to her house and she helped me and the other lead, uh, Caitlin was her daughter and she helped us, she helped us study the roles, right? And be the two leads, um, the Nutcracker and Marie, um, you know, Marie's the one that, you know, makes the Nutcracker come alive and you know, this whole deal. So it was, it was us and we were studying with her mom. Her mom was helping us like, like legit little acting classes at, at, at her house at night. And it was funny cause I'd have to go to practice and then I'd go there. So it was a cool little deal, but it was really just me on my own. Like my parents weren't too involved with it. I guess the process of it. And so I remember so vividly the night of the play and it was amazing. It was a night, it was like a seven o'clock start time. You know, it's kind of like a game day. And I remember being backstage with all, you know, my classmates and having the fake mustache and going through dress rehearsals and, and leading up to that day. And the play was amazing. I had my family there. I had a ton of support. Um, but why it was so influential to me and why I look at it as such a happy memory because it was the first time in my life that I felt like there was no scoreboard, there was no statistics, there was no like measurement of success, if that makes sense. You know, as an athlete, it's like, oh, how'd you hit today? I, oh, I went one for two with a while. Oh, that's okay. You didn't go two for two or you didn't feel like you had a good game or you know, whatever the case is, there's statistics, right? There's measurements. Maybe you lost the game. This was a thing that I just did all on my own that I was just having fun. There was no like, again, there was no metric or measurement of success or what, it was just all based on my feel and how much fun I had. And it was amazing. I still have the tape at my, my mom's house actually of the play, but an amazing memory. So I encourage you, if you're listening, to think of what came up when I talked about your earliest memory as a kid, your earliest memory that made you super happy and tap into that and, and dig deeper and ask why, why did that make you so happy? And try to go back to that childlike, or go back to yourself as a child and, and, and tap into that and see if you can recreate those moments now, because you can. There's a little boy or a little girl inside of you that wants the attention, that wants to be celebrated, you know, that wants to just be told whatever that is that you need to be told. And everybody's different. Everybody has different experiences. Some of you guys might have a, a tons of amazing memories as a kid. And I'm not saying that there wasn't many more that I had, but that one stuck out specifically because I felt like it was something that I did just for me by myself. Um, and again, there was no metric of measurement. You can't, don't, 
don't measure the moments. You can't measure the moments. You can't you can't be like, oh, that was good, that was bad, because in hindsight, everything's led you to this point, right? Um, so that's another thing I talked about. Like, don't just look at the happy moments. Look at the painful ones too that led you to the person that you are today that you had to overcome, you had to persevere because that's a good moment, right? That's a happy moment. I'm glad I went through that because it made me this person today. So I thought that was amazing. I thought that was a really, really cool prompt, right? And a lot of men had a, a lot of great things to share, um, but obviously not my my spot to share their experiences. And that's another cool thing that I, you know, that they talk about in there. Like everything that you use is I, me, and my. You're owning your experience. You're not bringing anybody else into this. Own your shit. Hold yourself accountable. Own your experiences. And so that was one of the prompts. Another prompt was when we broke up into our triads is think of uh, two moments that, two to three moments that, you know, uh, accomplishments that you want to celebrate, you know. And uh, this was kind of hard for me because, again, I feel like, you know, sports-wise, I mean, I've had I've had a number of accomplishments that, that I think are accomplishments to me, you know. I mean, just the fact that I played Division One football, I think I had no business being up there in general, so I think that was a win, right? And then I talked about, you know, the touchdown I scored on the previous podcast, the, the, um, the power of the mind is not a joke, and my visualization process and scoring my first touchdown in college, and, and that was amazing. And, you know, another really big accomplishment that I love is, is and probably one of my biggest accomplishments, I think, is being, um, being voted as captain. And I know Tom Brady has a video where he talks about that, but I truly take that to heart as well. My senior year when I was pretty much unanimous, unanimously voted for uh, to be the captain. And even to get up here and talk about this kind of stuff um, is is hard. It's hard to acknowledge myself. It's hard to give myself credit. I don't know if anybody else relates. I'm sure you guys do. Um, but I try not to talk about myself too much. And I realized the triggers of that are because when I was younger, I feel like I did like to celebrate myself Um and there, there's obviously lines, right, of being an er- being arrogant or being cocky, but people be like, oh, he's so full of himself. He's so full of himself. And so I kind of made that a negative connotation about talking about yourself. Um, like, oh, you're not allowed to talk about yourself. People are going to think you're an arrogant asshole and that you're full of yourself. And, you know, that's not the case a lot of times. It's your intention with it, right? Are you talking about yourself to put others down? Or are you actually just celebrating things that you've done and sharing it with your tribe and looking for some support? And... Funny thing is when I when I said that to my friend Jesse, he told me about his mentor. What his mentor said, he said, when someone says you're full of yourself, your response should be, obviously, what else should I be full of? And it's so true. It's like you should 100% love yourself and celebrate every little thing that you fucking done to get here because it's uncommon. Nobody's doing what you're doing, and that's that's real life. No one's going through these same experiences that you're going through. So celebrate that, right? And so. We talked about celebrating ourselves. It was kind of a struggle. I don't like talking about it um, unless I'm unless I'm directly spoken to, or unless it kind of gets brought up, right? Then I'll go into it of like, oh yeah, like I did this in football. Not that it was like any big thing. I didn't make it to the league. I didn't, you know. But I feel like I did. I did some cool things to me in, in my life. I their accomplishments to me, you know. Like I said, playing Division One football, uh, being a captain, doing all these things, and so um, the the. The feeling of celebration is very, very unique, right? And I think that's a block that we all have is that we don't like to celebrate ourselves. And it's so funny because like who else is going to celebrate us? Like we think it's somebody else's job, but if you don't celebrate yourself, no one else is going to want to celebrate you. You have to fucking celebrate yourself every single day. Like I said, when you wake up, it's a blessing, right? So 
when we talked about that, I talked about my, my touchdown. I thought it was a really, really cool moment because it was very solidifying for me, right? It was a lot of external validation, but, but solidifying in the sense of I can do this. It was a little notch from my confidence belt that made me feel like I belong here. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And then the other thing that I celebrated was my relationship with my girlfriend. And the reason I celebrate that is because I know how rare it is, you know, and um, I know how it feels to go through this process with somebody and grow together. And it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. And if you actually put the effort in, you know, as a couple in a relationship, you know, as a, as, as a team, as a, you know, sacred union, um, it's incredible what comes out on the other side and the person that you become. And so I celebrated our relationship because of the man that she's turning me into and have and has turned me into and helped me shed the past characters that I no longer that no longer bring me value or the things that no longer bring me value and just supporting me in everything that I'm doing um, and bringing these parts out of me that I didn't know I have inside of me and I'm I celebrate that I'm I'm celebrating that and as I as I talk about this she's gone she's in Hawaii right now um, back home but you know. The distance makes the heart grow fonder in the sense of like, damn, I miss her and I and and the things that we're able to create together in the home and celebrate those little things. We're not where we want to be. I mean, we talked about that as well as a group of of there's this thin line between you know, everybody wants this material success, right? Oh, the money, or once the money comes or this house and and obviously you get up there and you realize that it's it's empty. Like there's not I mean, obviously money helps with certain things, right? I think money just amplifies the person you are. That's something that Ian Stanley said, that money amplifies the person you are. So if you're a good person, you'll be a better person. If you're a shitty person, you'll be a shittier person. Um, money does give you some power. And like for me, <clears throat> I want mo- money, I want wealth because I want to bless everyone around me that I possibly can. I want to take care of the people that took care of me. I want to give back. I want to do cool shit for people. I want to tip $1,000 at a restaurant just because I want to make that person, you know, I want to do shit like that. And that's why I want wealth. And you know, if you're chasing this dragon um, all the time, you get caught up and you're losing sight of the things that you're thankful for that you've built already, you know? And so they talked about stopping every once in a while and smelling the roses and seeing how far you've came and where you've come from. Because what you have now, you once dreamed of having. You once, you once dreamt of being in this position. You once wished that you had what you have now. <clears throat> so I encourage you to think about that when you're chasing these these dreams, these goals, these objectives, stop and smell the roses. You know, Samson had a really good, you know, analogy for this. And he said, and I'm so guilty of this. He said, who here just scarfs down food to the point where they don't even digest it. They just inhale it. And then they're hungry again five minutes later. And I raised my hand and I was like, dude, that's literally how I eat. And you know, everybody makes fun of me like, dude, your food's not going anywhere. And I just inhale it. I'm not like sitting there enjoying and being grateful for the for the meal that I either prepared or someone prepared for me and enjoying the moment and embracing the food of each bite and the flavor and being so like an intimate moment, being fucking present with my meal. Like I don't do that. And so it hit me like fuck. And he goes, you have to let it digest. Take the time to let the food digest. And for me, it's like you've planted seeds. You got to give them space to grow. You can't suffocate the plant or it's going to die. And... That's all through our life, right? So you can you can continue to, I used to hate, I grew up with this whole thing like you can never be complacent. And I agree to an extent, right? I don't think that you ever wanna be, I don't know, but you can be complacent. You can be happy where you're at. 
And you can still desire more, which is totally <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> but there's some people that their one goal in life is to be a father. And that's fucking beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a legacy. They're, the world needs more great fathers and more. it needs more great mothers. It needs great leaders. You know, and I have a thing where you can't really measure, you know, we kind of not argued, but um, I, I said you can't measure impact, which that's not technically correct, right? Impact can mean a lot of different things. I feel like you can't measure, you can't measure the ripple effect of what you do, right? So for me, it's like, if I tell somebody something or I say something on this podcast that sparks something for you and then you go on to change the world, you can't measure that. You know what I mean? So if you say something that hit, there's no telling what you told somebody on the street or what you told that friend. And for me, it's teachers. You know, I've had some really, really amazing teachers throughout my career and I struggled in school a lot of just, I just couldn't sit still. I couldn't pay attention. I always had to say shit. I was always moving around. I was kind of the class clown. I just, I didn't know how to be comfortable inside myself you know i only felt comfortable on a field or in a weight room or training that was the only space i felt comfortable in and so i struggled a lot but i had some really good teachers that taught me a lot of shit and there's no telling the they sometimes you don't even know the impact you're having on people so i encourage you to whatever you're doing keep going keep serving keep showing up for people and yourself and keep investing in yourself because what happens is the more you invest in yourself the more you show up for yourself the best version of yourself is able to come out which and then you're pouring into other people as the best version of yourself, but just literally being authentic because these experiences you're going through. You're not like here preaching everybody. You're just being authentic and you're saying shit that hits and lands with people. And <clears throat> so I encourage you to keep going with that because it's hard. You know, you sit here and think I do all the time. I'm like, who the fuck cares about this podcast? And then I'll get a text every once in a while that makes me go, fuck. That's that's why I'm doing it. If it can hit one person, you got to remember you can't measure that, right? The one person, the one person. So celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. <clears throat> Create this tribe. And it's funny when he said celebrate, I thought of this time when we were in Hawaii. It was uh, my girlfriend Minnie and her sister Whitney. And we just got back from, we woke up. We had a great day. We had some great food. Went down to the beach. Vibed out at the beach. Like took a nap. Like just did a little work. It was just an amazing day at the beach in Hawaii. And uh, I remember we're driving back with the windows down and music blasting. And Whitney goes, she looks over and she's like, can't stop winning, bruh. And I was like, well, that's dope. Like, you just can't stop winning. And <clears throat> I'm going to get that tattooed on me somewhere. But can't stop winning, bruh. You just can't stop winning. Keep winning. Keep noticing the wins. Keep acknowledging the wins. You know, reflect on how you feel about your wins. Reflect on how you feel about celebration because you do deserve to be celebrated. You're worthy of being celebrated. Um, so hopefully this, this hit with some of you guys. Again, I just wanted to reflect on my experience from yesterday. Again, I used this platform as kind of a, a journal, a reflection time of, of the thoughts that came up and the conversations that sparked because of it. And I just really, really encourage you guys to, to continuously reflect on, on the feelings that you have, right? And it's a never-ending process. We're never healed, right? We're never, we're never really whole. Does that make sense? We're constantly, but we're not broken. That was something that Samson said as well last night. Like, Saying that you're coming to heal yourself is is referring to yourself as broken. We're not broken. We're perfectly imperfect, right? And we're going to continue to work to be the best version of ourselves. And that changes every single day of what that looks like, what best looks like, what what you believe you are, right? I remember there's a really funny thing. Me and Luke were at the store the other day. And this kid was talking to us at the store like, man, I, I used to not wear shorts unless they went below my knees. He's like, now my shorts are getting shorter and shorter. And I could not relate more. 
Remember when there was a time where I only wore shorts that were below my knees? If they went above my knees, I'd feel so weird. And now my shorts are just short. They're shorter than normal, right? And so it's funny how these things change, these preferences changes, and you just need to go with the flow of what feels authentic. Like you can't, oh, well, that's not me. Well, that might not have been you yesterday, but that might be you today. And allow those things to, to come in and see how they feel. Try the different things that you're encouraged to try. Try that new style. Try that new thing. You know, like get out of that comfort zone because sometimes that's where the growth really comes. Well, obviously outside of the comfort zone is where the growth comes from. But I mean like the innovation of yourself, right? That's where I think the complacent needs to not be. Like you can always continuously be trying to better yourself or innovate in some sort of light because the world's constantly changing, right? We can't stay the same. We're always in need of change and growth. That's that's how we do grow, right? We change, we try things, we trial and error, we, we fail, quote unquote, we learn lessons. Um, so again, just encouraging you to to keep changing. We're supposed to change. You know, me and my friends used to have a funny joke when we'd see each other like, dude, you're changing, bro. You're changing. And now it's like, yeah, we're supposed to be changing. I encourage you to change. I encourage you to try new things. I encourage you to celebrate. Celebrate yourself. Um, continue to win. Continue to grind. Um, I appreciate you guys. Again, just wanted to get on here and share my thoughts from the Empowered Brotherhood. If anybody from Empowered Brotherhood is listening, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for creating such a sacred, calm, peaceful space for us to be vulnerable, for us to speak our truth, for us to step into our most authentic selves. I really appreciate it. Um, If you're not in Austin or around the area, I encourage you to create your own tribe, create your own type of Empowered Brotherhood of like-minded people that you guys just get together and talk, talk business, talk life, talk relationships, open up. Go work out together. Start your own your own group, you know. Um, but again, celebrate yourself. So again, much appreciated. I appreciate everybody, each and every single one of you guys that listen. I really appreciate it. Um, and to end this, I want to say and challenge you: if you need to, if you need to celebrate yourself and you want to celebrate with, with somebody, call me, text me, DM me, send me what you're celebrating. Seriously, like I, I don't joke when I say this stuff. I really, really love when people hit me up about little things like let's celebrate that that's amazing that you did that you passed this test you moved to a new city you started a new job you got promoted you bought a dog whatever the case is like i love seeing and celebrating other people's wins like that's that's a high for me i think it's amazing seeing the people i love my tribe a community win like we can win together the pie is big enough for everybody so allow me to celebrate you if you don't want to celebrate you so if there's something that came up that you would like to celebrate please reach out. I'd love to celebrate it with you. Um, if there's anything else that hits with you, that lands with you, any questions, any discussions, any opinions, I love to to talk and discuss life. And even if it's something you don't agree with, please hit me up and tell me. Let's talk about it. I love perspectives. So again, just going through this life the best that I can, learning each and every day, trying to earn this perspective um, through life. And uh, again, much love. Appreciate you guys. Let's grow together. Peace.